Welcome to the Ignite Your Inner Badass Podcast, Episode 2. It's about confidence. It's about courage. It's about what lights you up. It's about igniting your inner badass. Welcome back to the Ignite Your Inner Badass Podcast, where each week I share inspiring stories, simple strategies, and actionable tips for taking small steps towards massive change in 10 minutes a day. I'm your host, Marta Kagan, and I'm thrilled that you've joined me again for another opportunity to learn how to silence that bitchy inner critic, stop people pleasing, and start living like a total badass. Today, I want to talk to you about crushing obstacles. We all face them, whether it's a tiny little thing or a monumental challenge. Every living human being faces obstacles. And today we're going to talk about the key ingredient to turning any obstacle into an advantage or an opportunity. I'm going to share a really inspiring story of a 14-year-old girl who turned a huge obstacle into a huge advantage. We're going to look at why failure is actually good for you. Swear to God, it's the truth. (laughs) And I'll share my three-step formula for crushing any obstacle life throws your way in just 10 minutes a day. So let's get started. When I was seven years old, my grandfather told me a story that has stuck with me all my life. The story was about a little boy who was playing outside one day when he noticed a cocoon hanging from a tree branch. There was a little tiny gap in the cocoon, and when he looked closely, he could see a butterfly trying to get out through that small gap, but the butterfly was really struggling. So he watched for what seemed to him like hours, but the gap didn't get any bigger, and he started to worry that the butterfly would die without ever flapping its wings in the sunlight. So he got a pen knife and he made a tiny little cut in the cocoon and the butterfly immediately got out through that cut that he made, but she was weak and feeble and her wings were barely moving. So the boy waited and watched anxiously anticipating the butterfly's first flight, but it never happened. Because what the boy didn't realize was that the process of squeezing itself out of that narrow gap in the cocoon was essential to moving life-giving fluid from the butterfly's body to its wings. It was only by overcoming that obstacle that the butterfly could fly. My grandfather would then finish the story by saying, you see, life gives us challenges to make us stronger. I don't know a single human that hasn't had to overcome an obstacle. From the moment you're born, and maybe even before that, you're faced with challenges. Some are minor, some are monumental. But ultimately, it's your attitude, not the challenge itself, that matters. You may not have chosen the challenge you're facing. In fact, more than likely, we'd all prefer an obstacle-free path to success, right? Smooth sailing, easy street. But We don't get to choose that. What you do get to choose is how you perceive the challenges that you face. 
and what you do about them. So let me ask you this. When you hit a roadblock, when you face an obstacle, do you see it as a dead end or an opportunity for growth? Do you ask, why is this happening to me? Or do you ask, what can I learn from this? Do you let yourself become paralyzed by fear or frustration, anger, confusion? Or do you let the obstacle become fuel for the blaze of your ambition, like oxygen to fire? Too many of us give up when we hit an obstacle. Sometimes we give up over something small, or sometimes it's a really big one. Sometimes it's actually a failure. We actually overcame what we thought was an obstacle, and we failed anyway. And then we give up. But the way I see it, giving up on your goal because of one setback is kind of like slashing your other three tires because you got one flat. Let me share a really awesome story about a 14-year-old girl who turned a huge obstacle into an even bigger advantage. 14-year-old Melissa Shang was born with a form of muscular dystrophy called Charcot-Marie Tooth. It's hard. As an 11-year-old who's had trochomalee juice, a form of muscular dystrophy, for as long as I can remember, I can assure you that. Because of my disability, I can't do certain things that other kids take for granted, like running, gymnastics, or ice skating. At school, I had to use special tools to keep up with other kids, such as a tablet to take notes and a clipboard to keep my paper still when I'm writing. At recess, my friends and I sit on the edges of the playground talking, while my classmates play on the swing sets and monkey bars. Like everybody else, my classmates stir a bit when they first meet me. However, I think of them as being curious. When they get used to me, they treat me like they do to everybody else. I like to think that because of me, they understand what girls like me have to go through every day and will be a bit kinder because of it. Disability is always seen as a misfortune, said Melissa, and disabled characters are simply opportunities to demonstrate the kindness of the able-bodied protagonists. So this really irked her. So she decided to take matters in her own hands. She co-authored a book with her sister, Ava, called Mia Lee is Wheeling Through Middle School, about a sassy, YouTube-loving heroine who differs so much from convention of what a disabled kid is supposed to be like that no one would publish the book because they felt that Mia Lee was too cheerful and happy. (laughs) Imagine that. Well, Melissa didn't let that stop her. She self-published the book to great success, and then she went on to be a TEDx speaker and an outspoken disability advocate who's appeared on dozens of popular programs, including The Today Show. Would it have been easier for Melissa to throw in the towel, to give up her dreams of making a dent in the universe and spend her days feeling justifiably cheated by life? Maybe. Certainly would have taken less effort and work. But Melissa didn't let her reaction to the hand she was dealt stop her. Instead of asking, why me? She asked, what can I do with this? How can I turn my disability into an advantage? And that's exactly what she did. I'm going to share a little fact with you. 
There is no success without failure. (laughs) Write that down. There is no success without failure. See, it's easy and really, really common to think that successful people have all the advantages. You know, all you see is their success. You see what they've achieved. That's what we focus on. That's what we write about in magazines and on blogs and what's featured on the news. We don't necessarily know the whole story behind how that rise to success occurred and what the obstacles were along the way. But I guarantee you there were plenty. It's easy to think that successful people didn't have to overcome the sort of obstacles that you face on the road to success, right? That they don't know the pain of failure or that they are special somehow. They're particularly talented or particularly fearless. But that's just not true. So just to name a few of the famously successful people that you might not realize had failed, Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft, immensely successful billionaire, his first company failed. Stephen King, his first novel was rejected 30 times, 30 times. Albert Einstein didn't start speaking until he was four. Actor Jim Carrey was once homeless. Jay-Z, he couldn't get signed to any record labels. Steven Spielberg was rejected from USC Film School twice. And Oprah Winfrey was molested by her uncle, cousin, and family friend. She ran away from home at 14 before giving birth to a baby boy who died shortly after. None of these wildly successful people let obstacles stop them from pursuing their dreams or achieving great things. If you ask them to speak about those difficult moments when they felt stuck or rejected or hurt or scared, you'd probably expect them to say those were the worst moments of their lives. And they probably were. But they will also tell you that those were the most valuable moments of their lives, that they were the turning points that ultimately resulted in their success, and that they believe failure is not only a necessary experience in life and key to becoming successful, but that failure is actually good for you. It is life's greatest teacher. So if you're sitting there right now, licking your wounds because you have failed or because there's an obstacle before you that seems insurmountable and you're scared, if you've been rejected, if you've been fired, if you've heard the word no, or this is impossible over and over, I'm telling you, don't let that stop you. And to help you crush whatever that obstacle is, or whatever obstacles life throws your way down the road, I'm gonna share with you my simple three-step formula for crushing any obstacle life throws your way. So like most people, I get frustrated by obstacles regularly. Just today I was working on recording this podcast and putting together the show notes for it and the page editor I was using kept crashing over and over and over. So I'd get all this content down and I'd be rereading it and then I'd hit the save button and the whole thing just fell apart and I'd have to start from scratch. Now, rather than hurl my laptop across the room, which is what I 
felt like doing, I decided to take a 10 minute break and just sit outside in the sunshine and just take some deep breaths. You could call it meditating, I guess, which is, by the way, one of my go-to tools in my toolbox of how to deal with life's shit sandwiches. (laughs) So the first few minutes of my little break was kind of rough because I was still fidgety and kind of stewing with that pissed off energy that I'd felt right? Thinking, how dare the internet not bend to my will? I don't have time for this shit. (laughs) Sound familiar? But then the sun started to warm my face and the sound of leaves rustling through the yard kind of relieved some of that steam that was coming out of my ears. And pretty soon my mind cleared and a sense of calm started to come over me. And guess what? An awesome idea for a future episode came to mind. It was almost like the muse had whispered it into my ear. Now, shit like that can't happen when you're all bent out of shape. (laughs) So just a piece of advice, when you're frustrated, take a break, get some perspective. But anyway, I went back inside and rebooted my laptop, careful to jot down that awesome idea before it slipped away. And things have been working smoothly since then. Now, this kind of experience and the thousands of others like it that I've had over the years is why I choose to see obstacles as lessons in creativity. Which means that my focus isn't on the problem or why me or why is this happening or why is the internet not bending to my will? And as you heard, that doesn't mean I instantly think this way. I might initially (laughs) think, why me? Why is this happening? Ooh, this is so annoying, right? But my focus is on the solution. That's where I put my energy. So if you're frustrated or angry or scared about a situation that poses a challenge to you, I say good. That's your motivation, right? Nothing happens without motivation. If you're satisfied with the way things are, you've got zero reasons to grow or to change or to solve anything. The bottom line here is that the key to overcoming obstacles begins with your perception, the way that you see and understand that obstacle, in other words. That's what I'm pointing to. Now, perception can be a strength or it can be a huge weakness. So if you're perceiving your life or your challenges through the eyes of your inner badass, that's a strength. You're searching for the solution, right? You're undoubtedly going to get fired up, find a creative solution, skip the pity party, or at least cut it short and do something amazing. If on the other hand, like most people, you're perceiving things through the eyes of the victim, that's a weakness. Because when you're a victim, you're focused only on what you can't do, what you don't have, and how unfair or difficult things have become for you. That's the why me? This isn't fair, right? Now, (laughs) let me remind you that nothing, nothing amazing is born from that place. The first step in turning any obstacle into an advantage is to shift your perspective. So instead of saying, this happened and it's bad, try shifting that to, this happened, now what? How can I turn this into an advantage, right? So this happened and it's bad. Just think about the feeling you get from that thought and what result that is likely to create versus This happened, right? That's just factual. This happened. Now what? 
it's less emotional. It's more focused on the solution instead of getting stuck in pity land, victim land. And what you focus on increases. So if you focus on the problem, it's going to loom larger and more ominous in your mind. If you focus on the desired outcome, on the other hand, ideas will start to flow. Solutions will start to present themselves. It's like, have you ever had that experience where you're shopping for a new car, for example, and let's say the car you're looking at is a Mini Cooper and all of a sudden you notice all the Mini Coopers around. You notice how many there are, whereas before you didn't. I remember this happened to me the first time I was pregnant. All of a sudden, I noticed all the pregnant women, whereas before I was kind of oblivious. What you focus on increases. So again, if you focus on the problem, that increases in your mind. It feels worse. You will notice other problems. You'll get stuck in that cycle. But if you focus on the desired outcome and you're just factual about the obstacle, ideas will flow. Solutions will present themselves. The choice, of course, is yours. Step number two to turning an obstacle into advantage is to take action, to do something. You're going to hear me say that over and over in these podcasts because you can spend forever thinking or talking about what you'll try to do or what you should do or what you could do. I say eliminate those words from your vocabulary instead of try or should or could Try saying will, can, must. Take your power back. Language has power. So if you're wimpy about it, I'm going to try to do this versus I'm going to do this. There's a different energy between those two statements. So take your power back. Take it back right now. You don't need to wait till you're older or you're in better shape or you have more time or more money or you've gotten your MBA or your PhD or whatever. Do the thing that you must do now. And if that doesn't work, do something else. Look for another creative solution. Find another creative solution. Because one thing is certain, there is 100% chance of failure if you do nothing. This whole podcast and the Ignite Your Inner Badass Club is based on the principle that small actions, small steps on a consistent basis get you huge results. You don't have to change the world in a day. You don't have to achieve all your goals overnight or in a week or even in a month. But if you are consistently chipping away at them and you do something towards those goals every single day, whether you hit a wall or a roadblock or not, you're going to get there, which is a perfect segue for the third and final step to overcoming obstacles like a badass. Can you guess what it is? It's consistency. You could call it will, or you could call it persistence, or you could use whatever words you like, but the bottom line is you don't give up. Half-assing it will not get you where you want to go. You have to keep persisting. You have to keep doing something day after day after day. I recently read this book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, 
And it's a book I recommend for anyone that is trying to achieve, in particular, a creative endeavor. But I don't mean creative just as in a piece of art. I mean creating anything, whether you're creating a business or you're creating a novel or you're creating a family, it it can still apply. And the part that really struck me was where he talks about the difference between an amateur and a pro. Now, he's a writer, so for him, he says that there's a distinct difference in his life. There's sort of two parts to it. The part where he was amateur and the part where he was pro. And the pro part isn't about, and that's when I got published, and that's when I got an agent. It's not about those sort of typical benchmarks of being a professional. It's about an attitude. So a pro, if you think about it, takes their job seriously because it is their job. It is their livelihood. They train every day. They practice every day. They show up whether they feel good or not, right? They are consistent. They don't let obstacles get in their way. They have to work through them. Sometimes they have to play injured. Whereas amateurs are kind of weekend warriors, right? They play when they want to. They play for the love of it. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't love whatever it is you're working on, whatever goal it is that you're pursuing. That is in my mind, essential to living a badass life. But how you show up for it, that makes all the difference. And that's why I'm sharing this little example with you and why I think that is so resonant. So as a pro, you show up every day. You are consistent. I want you to start thinking of yourself that way. You don't need a fancy title or some kind of designation to go pro. You just have to decide to do it. And the sooner you decide, the sooner you reach your goal. You can also think about overcoming obstacles like building muscle. You're not going to go to the gym one day if you haven't worked out in years or ever and suddenly lift 100 pounds your first time at the gym, (laughs) right? You'd probably really hurt yourself if you tried. But if you show up every day and you start by lifting five pounds and then 10 pounds and then 20 and then 30 and so on, eventually you'll be lifting that 100 pound weight. That's how muscles work. And that is also how success is created. So again, just to sum up the three step formula, number one, you need to shift your perspective. You need to shift it from seeing obstacles as the end of the road to lessons in creativity. Number two, you need to take action. You need to do something. And number three is you need to do something consistently. You need to show up every day. And that, my friends, is how you can crush any obstacle in 10 minutes a day. Thank you again for joining me for episode number two. I hope you'll be back next week when we talk about taming the overwhelm monster. We're going to make that thing your bitch. (laughs) Until then, have a badass week. I'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope that you will subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I would love it if you would leave me a review. Reviews are how people find this podcast. And I also just love reading the comments you guys leave. 
So if you don't mind, if you have a minute, go to iTunes, look up the Ignite Your Inner Badass podcast and leave me a review.